Hey friend, you are listening to Real Talk with Rachel, and I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. I am a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between mental and emotional health and faith. You can tune in on Mondays for short talk therapy episodes, which are always 15 minutes or less. And on Wednesdays, we sprinkle in guest interviews with people that I feel have a story that can bring you hope, healing, inspiration, or sometimes just a good laugh. Remember, these episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. You're going to want to stick around until the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Well, after a much-needed summer break, we are back with an amazing lineup of new guest interviews. And first up is my friend who I know in real life. Her name is Karen. So let me tell you about her. Karen Harmon is a wife, homeschool mom, business owner, physical therapist, speaker, and writer who also serves her local church on the worship team as a leader over several small groups and in the media department doing on-camera work and voiceovers. Karen owns Function 360, which provides specialized physical rehabilitation and wellness consultations for a variety of patients. Karen has spoken at conferences and seminars, and she sat on several live events and curriculum panels discussing anything from leadership to motherhood to ministry. With transparency and humor, Karen loves to encourage and empower women to passionately pursue Jesus and their God-given dreams and callings through all their many roles. Well, you might have noticed in that bio that I just read you that like many women, Karen wears a lot of hats, or in other words, as the title of this episode hints at, she's multi-passionate. That's something I can relate to because as you may know from listening to me, if you've been around for a while or if you're new here, kind of depending on what day of the week you meet me, I'm wearing a different hat. I'm in a different role. So whether it's mom or it's wife or it's therapist or it's author or now right now I'm wearing the podcaster hat. I think so many women, we wear lots of different hats. And so here's what Karen and I did. We sat down and we talked about both the blessings and the challenge of being a multi-passionate woman. Uh, We talked about the myth of balance, and then, of course, we also dove into how to know if it's a good dream versus a God dream. My friends, you are not going to want to miss this episode. You're not even going to want to skip even any parts of it. It was full of wisdom. So please help me welcome Karen to the show. Well, hello, Karen. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited that you're in person. Yes, so fun. These are so fun. I just read your professional bio Uh in the introduction, so everybody's totally impressed by you now. (laughs) Whatever. Um, But I always like to ask my guests, what is a random fun fact about you that I maybe didn't read in your bio? A fun fact? Oh, gosh. Am I really that fun of a person? Well, well, here's here's a random fact. I actually am not um, bilingual, but I'm like one and a half lingual. Okay. Elaborate, please. (laughs) (laughs) So I was actually born in India and we moved to America when I was two. And so I had just started learning my mother's language. And so when we came to America, just to make my life a little bit easier in daycare and stuff, she would speak to me in her language. 
but then she would ask me to respond in English. So I can actually understand her language, but I can't speak it. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? But it's like a superpower because then when I'm around like other people that speak the language, I can like understand what they're saying. And sometimes I've caught people saying stuff about me. <laughs> that is so cool. Okay. I love that. So you can understand it. You just can't speak it. I just can't it. speak it. So yeah. I don't know if there's a word for that because obviously it's not fully bilingual. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of fun. That is fun. Yeah. I like that fun fact. <laughs> okay. So you and I had lunch. It's been what, a month ago or yeah. something. And I remember we were having a conversation I'm sitting there thinking this is the things that we need to be talking about on my podcast like that's my heart for this podcast is mm -hmm. that it's kind of like two friends getting together talking about real life things that mm -hmm. affect real women yep so you have a lot of passions in life we've talked about being multi-passionate let me hear about some of your passions in life <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have a lot of passions there's just a lot of things I really enjoy doing they just give me life mm -hmm. but um I'm a wife that's obviously a huge passion. Um, I'm a mom of three kids and we homeschool full time. So that's a lot of fun. I'm a physical therapist and I own my own physical therapy practice. And I do a little writing and speaking. And I also serve on the worship team at our, at our church and kind of oversee some small groups and things like that. So yeah, I have my hand in a few different things. Yeah. It's always fun when I meet other women who are similar to me and yeah. having lots of different things. Because I don't know about you. But I have had comments made to me before of, I don't know how you do it all. Yeah. Do you get those kinds of comments? Oh, all the time. And I'm always quick to respond, well, I don't do it all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think some people think like, oh, we do it all at the same time. It's like, well, no, that's, yeah. that's not how we live this multi-passionate life. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second because that's like myth slash lie number one. Yeah. People think, oh, if you're multi-passionate, you're going to do them all at the same time. How does that actually work? Let's debunk that a little bit. Well, it's that horrible word balance, mm -hmm. right? I mean, balance is a myth. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's possible. So I hope I didn't burst too many bubbles by mm -hmm. just saying that. Because <laughs> to me, the concept of balance is everything has equal weight. Yeah. And it has equal weight all the time. And I think to make a multi-passionate life work and to work well, where you're not stressed all the time or miserable all the time, but that it is joy-filled and life-giving, um, is to kind of go, okay, instead of thinking about balancing, what does it look like to prioritize? Mm -hmm. um, and then also be able to merge different roles. Um, so that's where I'm like, okay, with my kids, I mean, I'll just give an example when I talk about prioritizing and, and merging. My thing is the one cost I'm not willing to pay is my marriage and my family. That is just not a cost I'm willing to pay. And I think that's a question that needs to be asked when we talk about living a multi-passionate life and we talk about, okay, what does balance look like and what does this hustle look like and all this stuff is what cost am I willing to pay? And that cost is not going to be my marriage and that cost is not going to be my kids. Now, I'm not going to make every soccer game. <laughs> I'm not going to make every practice. I'm not going to do all that. But they are going to know that they are priority in my life. And that is always such a huge thing and a question that I'm always asking. And then also, you know, Lord, what is it that you want for me? Because I think there's a lot of dreams that I have, but they are they your dreams for me? Is this what you want me to pursue or are they just good dreams? You know, we've heard that term. Are they God dreams or are they just good dreams? So how do I determine that and how do I pursue that? Um, so really kind of looking at that, asking those two questions, I think is a huge part of understanding what prioritizing means and what it looks like in my life and what merging looks like in my life. So there's times where I'm serving at church, whether it's worship or whether it's leading a small group, I'll take the kids with me, you know, so they can see 
okay, this is what mom's doing. This is what's pulling mom away from home. So then they are not, you know, they don't look at ministry as this thing that pulls mom away. Mm -hmm. They don't have an anger towards ministry. They actually want to be a part of it. And now that they're older, I'm kind of seeing that play out where they're now wanting to serve at church. They're wanting to be a part of things. So I think when we talk about balance, living this multi-passionate life, what cost are you willing to pay? Um, you know, and what is it that God wants for you in this? And then how to practically carry that out. All right. Yeah. And I have actually witnessed you do this firsthand. <laughs> I remember we, we go to the same church and one of the weekends you were serving on the worship team, when my family walked in the doors, your daughters greeted us, yes. you know, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, hey, I know you. And so, yeah, that's so beautiful. You just dropped so many nuggets of wisdom there. Um, and I want to recap for the listeners. Sure. The first is what cost am I willing to yep. pay? That's huge. And you just hit something that is extremely near and dear to my heart because mm -hmm. I feel the very same way. My my husband and my kids are just, that's not something yeah. that I'm willing, like those are non-negotiables yeah, for me. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, hopefully that puts some women at ease when you think about as long as you're willing to go into something knowing your priorities, right. then you're going to be more aware when they start to not be a priority. Because I don't know if you can relate to this, but I know for me, I, even though they're, they are my priorities, I've had seasons where they were slipping yeah. and the Lord will kind of tap me on the shoulder and yep. say, oh, need to turn, you know, you're turning away, come yep. back, like pivot back. And, and I'm so grateful that I've, it's only, it's only because I've submitted to him in that area. Yeah. And I've asked him to speak into my life in that area. And right. I've asked my husband to speak into my life in that area to say, hey, you have permission that when my I say with my mouth that you're my priority, but I'm not showing it to you with my actions. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that you can speak into my life and say, okay, I don't think that things are out of out of line. Right. And I've had several seasons where I have to do that. I oh, almost have yeah. to bench myself. <laughs> no, and that's I was just about to say, I actually wrote an article <laughs> to talk about about that, like kind of being fruitful in the bench. But yeah, that's that actually happened pretty recently, um, the last few months, actually, um, where I felt like my priorities were going out of whack. And a way that I know, just practically speaking, that's totally non-spiritual, but <laughs> like I wake up every morning just miserable, mm -hmm. honestly. And, that, and that's when I start going, okay, something's not right. Yeah. I've got to reshift some things. And I remember saying, okay, I'm going to back away. I mean, social media at that point, I mean, you know, we're all... We're in this writing and speaking world. There's this whole concept of building your platform and trying to post and, you know, do all the things and put out content and do all of this stuff. And it's wonderful. And it's, it's great. But in that season, it was sapping the life out of me. It was not something bringing me joy. And so it was one of those things then that because I was so miserable doing it, it was like seeping into my marriage. And my marriage was miserable. It was seeping into my relationship with my kids where I was snapping at them and I was irritable. I'm like, okay, then why am I doing this? Let me pull back and go, okay. Right now, I need to pull back from this. That's just me personally, not everybody, but in that specific season, seasons come and go, I need to pull back from that. And what's so cool is the minute that I was obedient to what the Holy Spirit was prompting me to do to make sure that my marriage became the priority again, to make sure my kids became a priority again, I started to see blessing on the other side of it. In my business, I've never had more patience than I have right now. You know, in ministry, I'm having more speaking engagements and and writing opportunities and different things like that that come. But I do think that there's blessing in that obedience when we follow the voice of the Holy Spirit to make sure that we put right who is right in front of our face. No one else can be my husband's wife. Mm -hmm. No one else can be my kid's mom. That I'm it, right? No one else can do that job. And I truly believe that when I'm faithful to make that the priority— then he is faithful to bless every other area around me as well. 
Preach, sister. <laughs> we could just end right there yeah. and that's it. That's today's show. <laughs> because again, I've witnessed the exact same thing yeah. in my life where it is such an obedience thing too Absolutely. and a faith thing and a heart thing of just saying, Lord, I trust you that, you know, even though I won't lie, sometimes it's a little scary to step back, Absolutely. you know, when yeah. the world is screaming at you. But if you step back, you're going to lose ground. That's what the world tells us, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to lose taking forward right. progress if you step back. But really, God's kingdom is just opposite right. when he says you need to step back. And now, of course, if he gives us a different order of you need to move forward to do yeah. something, it's all about hearing his voice. But yeah, I've witnessed that too. Well, kingdom <laughs> currency is obedience. Yeah. You know, the world's currency is to struggle and to strive and to hustle. But I'm, I truly believe, you know, for me, when people ask me, what's your definition of success? How are you so, so, so successful? And to me, it's just a daily walk of obedience to what the Lord is asking of me in this present season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's success. Yes, yes. In fact, I people on the show probably heard me say this before. A mentor once told me success is obedience. Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. And I love, I'm going to say again what you just said, that kingdom currency is obedience. Yes. That's so good. So good. I, again, I just felt like somebody needed to hear that today, that it is okay to yeah. step back if the Lord tells you to and to just trust Him. Also, I feel like this brings us to another point, something you and I have talked about off air before, just because we're friends, yeah. how we are very passionate about not trying to knock down doors for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> that, that's something that I don't find in other people very often. You know, again, that goes against what we're taught. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, you had to bring that up. I did. Um, we're I, going there. <laughs> I get asked a lot by people. It's like, well, how did you get to do this? And how did you get to do that? And I feel so bad because I'm always like, well, I didn't do anything. The Lord really just opened those doors. And I know that's not everybody's story. And I do believe in hard work and I do believe in diligence and I believe in working towards a goal. But for me in certain areas, it has been that letting go of control. And I, and I say this all the time. I'm a recovering control freak. And so it's really been difficult for me at times to go, okay, Lord, I surrender. I trust you with this. And I know that you are going to open doors that only you can open. And I know you're going to shut the doors that I'm not supposed to walk in. Yep. But that whole concept of waking up every morning and going today, what do you want me to be obedient in? Mm -hmm. And that obedience brings a blessing. Yeah. There is a blessing on the other side of obedience. And whatever that looks like, you know, whether if you're a, a writer or a speaker, if that's going to be more writing opportunities, that's going to be more speaking opportunities. If you're a business owner, if that's more of like clients are coming in like crazy, patients are coming in like crazy, you get a promotion at work if you work in the marketplace. Whatever that looks like, there is a blessing in obedience. Maybe it's a relationship with your kids that's going to be restored. Or maybe it's like being able to talk to the mom that you're sitting next to at the soccer field and lead her to the Lord. I mean, that's the ultimate thing, right? Like everything that we do ultimately yeah. is for his glory. It's from him, but it's all for him. And I think that when we look at all of our passions and we go, okay, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm this, I'm that. I put it together and go, okay, but why am I doing all of this? What's my motivation in all of this? You know? And that's the one thing that I converge back to is the one thing that all of this is for is for him and for his kingdom. Because mm -hmm. I'm just passing through here. This is not my home, right? But while I'm here on this earth, I want to spread the love of Jesus and I want to take as many people as I can with me when I get to heaven. <laughs> like yeah. that is the goal. And that is where I think like when we talk about multi-passionate living, I think for so long, it's been kind of this like thing that's been looked down on. 
it's been a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially in the spaces of women, we're kind of told, okay, pick a lane. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when I became a mom for the first time, I remember it was like, well, are you going to stay home or are you going to work? And I remember thinking, well, can I do both? <laughs> like, yeah. and, and nobody was really asking that question. Like, why can't I do both? Why can't it, why can't it be both and, and not like either or? Um, but nobody was doing that, you know, back then. And I think now we're starting to see women go, wait a minute, I'm going to step into everything that God has gifted me and called me to. Before I became a wife, before I became a mom, God specifically gifted me with X, Y, Z. Those gifts are irrevocable. They don't go away is what scripture tells us. Now there's different seasons where those things are, you know, more prominent, where we have to pull back, where we're pushing forward. But altogether, those things are given from him and they're all to, to be for him and for his glory. So what does that look like for me to be a faithful steward for what he's given in my life and what he's asked me to do? Yeah, it's all about those regular heart check-ins too. I feel like, again, that's a recurring theme with me and the Lord. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Lord, we're doing another heart check-in because sometimes I can get just so caught up in just doing all the things. And then, like you said, sometimes I just need to stop and go, no, hold on, is my motivation still good? Right. Because I think most of us, I can speak for myself, but I do think a lot of people are in the same thing. We start most things from a pretty pure intentions. Absolutely. You know, but then somewhere along the way, different things kind of come in and it maybe our motivations aren't the same as what they used to be. We're human, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? So we were never meant to handle the fame and the glory that should be God's and God's Mm -hmm. alone. So when we get even just a little taste of that, you know, when something goes viral or, you know, we're successful in business or we get this promotion into the C-level suite or whatever it is that it looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, with success in the world, it's really easy to lose track. Yeah, And that's where I think, and, and, and I hope I'm not taking this in, in a different direction, but I think that's where maintaining that whole perspective of why am I doing this? But ultimately it's for him and it's to serve yeah. his people. Yeah, And I think when I maintain that mindset of serving, so whether if I'm going in to speak, whether it's a paid speaking engagement or whether it's not, if I'm going in to write and it's a, it's a paid writing opportunity or not, whether I'm going into a patient, mm-hmm. um, you know, even as, as I'm parenting or as I'm being a wife, all of those things, how can I serve? Mm-hmm. And that servant mindset um, brings humility. Mm-hmm. And then when we walk in that humility, it's a lot harder for pride to set in. And again, I think that's the beauty of having a good marriage and a good relationship with your kids, especially as they get older, because they are a really good checks and balance and accountability system. I know recently my kids the other day, I think one of my girls, they were like, man, I don't want to be a mom. And I was like, oh my goodness, what? Like, what have I done wrong? You know, and all this stuff. And I was like, well, baby, let me, let's unpack that a little bit. What, what do you mean by that? You're just always stressed. You're just unhappy. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. But it's at that moment where the Holy Spirit's going, okay, well, you know what? Maybe it's time to pull back from these things that are pulling you away from spending some time with the kids Mm. because they are now seeing Mm -hmm. how all of these other things are making you miserable. And Mm -hmm. they think that now you hate being a mom, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think then we go, okay, let me have this accountability system, whether it's my my husband, whether it's my kids, my close friends to kind of go, let's pull this back. Let's check your motives again and kind of see where that's at. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. I love, I want to hit on that servant heart thing too, again, too, because I know for both my husband and I, it's, we kind of laugh actually the last year or so we've both really pulled back on work. Mm -hmm. Even this podcast earlier this year, I I released less interviews than I used to. 
And the more we pull back, the more things have grown. Yes. Which we kind of laugh about because we're like, so you're saying things are better off without us, <laughs> you know, but um, it cracks me up. But it's also really encouraging to see that there's some seasons where us being like up front, I guess, you know, if you will, has been where we're supposed to be. But then there's other seasons where when you pull back, it's actually really good leadership because you're giving other people the chance to step in up, Absolutely. you know, and I think when you empower other people, and so this just brings me back to that servant thing, yes. right? Because we live in a world that says, oh, you should be the front face of everything. You <laughs> should be, you should be at every event. You should be the one who's answering right. all the calls, who's doing right. all the things, right. Because there's some, you know, imaginary prize to be handed out yeah. for being at all the things, I guess. Or, you know, seriously, though. Yeah. And I mean, I know that's just definitely the generations before us for sure felt that way. Yeah. Like you had to be at every single thing and all the uh, everything. And, and, um, and so I just find that interesting that when we're willing to say, you know what, Lord, if this is a season where I'm supposed to be more in the background right. or I'm supposed to do less, that he not only you know, enlarges our territory in ways that we couldn't have done our own, which I, it just cracks me up sometimes because yeah. it just reminds me he's the one who's doing this, right. you know, like well, because not am me. I, <laughs> am I living in a state of striving or mm-hmm. am I living in a state of surrender? Yeah. Right. And so like you were saying, like when you surrender that, yeah. I go, okay, it's time for us to pull back a little bit. Yeah. Because that's what the Lord's asking for you to do. Mm-hmm. There's blessing in that. Yeah. So it's that, it's that balance between striving and surrender. And I think that's where, again, we start looking at motivation. We look at our mindset. Um, it's real easy to kind of get um, taken up by the things of the world and see that earthly success. And then obviously look at other what other people are doing. And we're like, oh, goodness, you know, they're doing this and they're, uh, maybe that's what I should do. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about a multi-passionate life, there isn't like this scale of like, OK, well, if you achieve this and you're living a successful multi-passionate life. Yeah. You know, you guys scaling back doesn't mean you're living a less multi-passionate life. You're mm-hmm. still living a very passionate life, doing yeah. all the things that you love. But again, from a place of surrender to the voice of the Holy Spirit versus striving in a carnal way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So earlier you touched on some different questions we can ask. Um, We talked about the what cost. I want to talk about what did you, how did you phrase it? You said, what does God have for me? Because Mm -hmm. I think this is really important again, hearing God about the dreams in our hearts for us, not me comparing to you and saying, exactly. oh, that's what God has for Karen. Okay, let's do that. And I think we get ourselves really in a tizzy when we try to take on other people's dreams. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of our motivations are pure. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not a bad motivation. We we want to be able to tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to spread the good news of the word of God. We want to help other women or other people um, to, to live a successful life and to walk in obedience to the Lord. So I don't think the motive is bad, but I do think that it's like not everything is for everybody. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because Susie Q is doing this and doing it well doesn't mean that that's my lane to run in. You know, mm-hmm. we've heard that all the, all the time, you know, stay in our lane, stay in our lane. But I think there's so much gold in that. And I think that's when we start to go into that striving and not surrender is when we are walking in a lane that isn't our lane. Mm-hmm. And then we start to put this, um, I don't know, hierarchy on certain things. Well, what she's doing is better than what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, she's already got that. I don't need to do that. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about the podcast space and there's so many podcasts and there's, so, it's like, well, why am I doing my podcast? Well, because you're walking in obedience to what God is asking of you. And the people on the other side listening to this, they are ministered by by what you have to say and the guests that you have on. So it's not about like, okay, doing what someone else is doing. It's what does God have for me? And for me, I know the question I get a lot of times is like, well, what what's a God dream? 
And then mm-hmm. what's a good dream? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I want to do a good dream, but I want to do it the, God's way. I don't want to do something that isn't. And for me, it comes down to just a peace that mm-hmm. follows it. There is a peace that surpasses all understanding and there's no anxiety attached to it. Um, there's no striving attached to it. There's just a deep knowing, okay, Lord, this is what you want me to do. And then just practically speaking, I, sometimes it just takes stepping out to know, okay, well, this is what God had for me, or this isn't. I know several years ago, um, I was in the season of just being really frustrated of like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be doing other things and doing more, and what does it look like or whatever? And so somebody presented me an opportunity to do this MLM and and this multi-level marketing, and it was a nutritional product that I love. And so I was like, absolutely, I'll I'll do this. I'm like, this is going to be my new passion. You know, it's multi-level marketing. I love this product, and I love, you know, helping people. And so I started and I went out in it thinking, okay, this is what, this is my answer to my prayer. You know, like, Lord, what else? What else do you want me to do? What other things can I do outside of the home? This is my answer to prayer. And so I did. I stepped into it. I bought all the kits. I did all the things, had the shows, you know, showed the product, all this stuff. And it just crashed and burned. <laughs> like, it just there was nothing after, like, the first month. And, and I was not happy. I was miserable. I'm like, this is not my gig. Like, I am not this kind of a person. I'm not a salesperson. This is not the lane that God wants me to run in. So I think sometimes, even though, again, you think, okay, God, this is an answer to prayer, sometimes it takes stepping out to kind of go, okay, well, maybe this isn't it. And it's that failing forward because he does not waste anything. Mm-hmm. So even in those steps where it might be a misstep, he can use. It's just amazing to me. Like when you have the mindset of like failing forward, okay, he wastes nothing. Ephesians tells us to make the most of every opportunity. You know, it doesn't say, oh, well, if it's a successful opportunity or if it's a bad opportunity, make the most of every opportunity because he doesn't waste anything. So what can I learn from this experience? So then when I step into the next thing that what he's called me to actually called me to, (laughs) that there will be a good blessing on the other side of that, that I will be successful, quote unquote, in that um, and ultimately to bring him glory. So. I have an MLM story like that yeah. from my early 20s. <laughs> By the way, those of you listening, it's great. It's are, wonderful. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, there are Some people are called, are called yes. to it. I'm not one of those. <laughs> but to your point of the failing forward, it was a certain makeup company and they had me doing things that I now cringe <laughs> when I think about, you know, walking up to strangers in the mall and offering right. samples and all that stuff. But let's just be honest. That helped me get out of my shell yes. and be here talking to you today. So exactly. it served a purpose. Even though I wasn't supposed to stay in that season, it served a purpose. And Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's a little cringy to think about, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. All right. So I feel like we're talking about so much goodness here. Okay. So you mentioned the God dream versus good dream. Mm-hmm. So you actually said something there that I have not heard. You kind of combined the two. Uh-huh. Yeah. The so, God dream versus the good dream. Yeah. you Instead yeah. of saying verses, you said you like yeah. they're the same thing. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we think, oh, if it's not from God, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Or if it's good, it's not from God or, or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like I'm all about like, no, like sometimes it's just a really good dream. Mm-hmm. And then God, you know, is breathing on that. And that's what he has for you. Yeah. But maybe it's also in different seasons. Like there's been times where it's like, okay, well, the speaking and writing were not in the season when my people were tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. they were little. That was not the season. Mm-hmm. One of mine was a preemie and it was just really difficult and it was really hard. Um, it wasn't the time to start a business. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't easy either. And so that's where I'm like, it was a good dream. Um, and it was a God dream. It just wasn't the right time for that dream. 
Yeah. And that dream of owning a business and all of that, that didn't even come up, you know, until way later. Mm -hmm. And and it was a a happy accident, you know, how that happens. Yeah. 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 And I also love what you said, because this is something my husband and I follow too about, is there peace? Like we're always like, follow the peace. If there's peace, that doesn't mean there won't be hard. It won't be hard too. But if there's peace with it. Yes. um, And then I also love what you said about just step out. That's a word for somebody because I do think I meet a lot of women who get kind of stuck in their head mm-hmm. of overthinking. Right. Well, what if? What it, if? What if? What if? What if? What if? And um, I always say that your why has to be greater than your what ifs. And yeah. so my why is just, well, the Lord told me to. Right. <laughs> That's my why at the end of the day. Right. As long as he's telling me to do this thing, I'm going to do it um, for, you know, to bring him glory or to right. spread the gospel or whatever the thing might be or be a business owner, what, right. you know, whatever the thing is. Um, because those what ifs are always going to kind of be there. <laughs> right. And the things that could go wrong or what if I misheard or what if this isn't a dream right. from God? Well, you're never going to know until you take at least one step. Right. And, and you know, people can look at our, our MLM stories and go, oh, well, that was a failure. And, and to your mm-hmm. point where you kind of touched on this earlier, it was like, well, I felt like this was God saying, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. But but the reward wasn't necessarily having this booming MLM business. Mm-hmm. What I learned from that, like what you said, to get out of your shell. Yeah. For me, it was like to be bold. Mm-hmm. I was so insecure and so shy and so like, oh, no, I don't have anything to give, you know. And it was the Lord kind of pushing me out into some some scary, some yeah. scary places to kind of go, OK, well, this is my product and this is what I believe in and put me in front of people and speaking in front of people. Yeah. I had never done that before. Like, and so I look at that and go, okay, well, maybe people would go, oh, well, that's a failure. Oh, see her. What if came true? What if she fails? Oh, then she failed. No, I don't see it as a failure. I see that. Is it a stepping stone Mm -hmm. to actually get me to where I am now to where I'm like, if I didn't have that experience of speaking to, to people in those little crowds, even if it was just 10 or 20 women in that little, you know, room to now speaking to a bunch of people on a stage, if I hadn't started there and been comfortable with that, there's no way I would have been comfortable with what I'm doing now. So again, he uses everything. And if he's calling you to do something, don't look at the outcome as success. Look at your obedience as a success. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, we could end the show right there because, (laughs) yeah, people just need to be reminded that every little thing along the way is just stepping stones, just preparing you for the next thing. And I do think sometimes we get ourselves into trouble because we think something's going to look a certain way. Right. And then when it doesn't, we we stamp a label of failure on it. And then we take that personally. And when the next thing comes along that God wants us to do, right. we're like, but do you remember I yeah. failed at it last time? And he's going, no, you were obedient. Yes. I consider that a success. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. All right. Well, we are kind of coming to the end and I'm trying to decide which thing we should talk about <laughs> next. Let's talk about this. So we've been talking a lot about multi-passionate. Let's mm-hmm. talk about practically speaking. Okay. For those that for, you know, you and I, here comes a new school year, whether p- your people are homeschooling you know, full-time school, our, our kids do part-time mm-hmm. homeschool and, and university model. I think every woman listening um, can relate to feeling like, okay, I have all these things I'm passionate about. Now, how, what does that look like in my day-to-day? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I know I have, like, for example, with me, just yesterday, this kind of cracks me up, just yesterday, 
I was at a used book sale for my kids <laughs> up something upcoming year. Yeah. So I'm total mom mode yesterday, yeah. like 100%. Okay, these are the books we need, you know, yeah. doing all this, trying to find good deals on them, ordering them the stuff they need. And then now today I'm in clinic counseling clients and talking to you. Right. That's a pretty big jump. Right. You know, I'm like, that's a very different headspace. Exactly. <laughs> and I know you do the exact same thing, right? right? You go from homeschooling to over to seeing a patient. And yeah. so let's talk about what that looks like for some, you know, women who might feel like, how do you, because men are, and I think this is also another stereotype, if you will, that yeah. men, men can compartmentalize right, right. and women were spaghetti or whatever they call yeah. us. Um, so what does that look like practically for you? Yeah, well, the three things um, that, that kind of come to mind for me that help me every day is to pray, to plan, and then to pursue. And so every morning it's a prayer of, you know, Lord, give me strength. <laughs> Sometimes it's just Lord help, um, but just give me ideas, give me supernatural things, you know, throughout the day to make this day a good day, you know, and then it's planning. I'm a big planner. Um, some would call me type A. And so I live by a, a paper planner. I don't even use digital, but I do. I plan out a lot of things. And so I'm very big on systems um, that work. And so we have a system for laundry. We have a system for cleaning the house. We have a system for homeschool. Um, I have a system with my business. Um, I'm, I'm super blessed to be able to have my business out of my home. And so um, in the morning is when we homeschool. And then my older one takes care of our little guy. We have a 14-year-old, 11-year-old, and a 3-year-old. And so then we'll switch over after lunch, and I see patients in the afternoon. Um, and that's kind of the boundaries that I put into place. So you talk about systems, we talk about boundaries, you know. Um, we talk about time blocking. And so there is this plan that goes along with it. And then there's a plan of like, okay, I'll see patients four days a week. And then like in the summers, I try to keep one day where I don't see any patients. And that's the day that we go swimming. That's the day we go have fun. That's the day we go to a coffee shop or get ice cream. Or So my kids still feel like they have a summer, you know, and we're still feeling rested and we still feel like we're enjoying life. Um, during the school year, it's kind of the same thing. I put a, I put a boundary on speaking and how much I travel. And so there's that as well. So it's every speaking engagement is not a yes. There has been no's. And that's a whole other podcast that we could probably talk about is like, it's okay to say no mm -hmm. and, and giving my best yes. And again, it comes down to that boundary of like praying, planning, and then pursuing, but then looking at our calendar and going, okay, is this going to cause my family stress? Mm -hmm. And if it is, it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, I don't have a full-time nanny. I don't have full-time help, um, that kind of stuff. And so what is this going to look like with my husband's schedule, with my kid's schedule? So then we look at all of that from a practical standpoint and go, okay, what is it that's going to work for our family? And is this going to cause problems or is this going to cause peace? And if there's peace attached to it, then yes, let's do this. If my husband is on board, yes, let's do this. If my kids are on board, yes, let's do this. And so practically speaking, that's what we do. Each day um, of the week, we have laundry days and we teach our kids to do laundry at an early age. They're, they're doing Us it at too. eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a system for dishes. You know, they unload it yeah. every, every morning. We put, you know, we load it in every night. They know to put away their clothes. You know, we clean up the playroom. There's just certain things and nothing is perfect. So I don't, I hope no yeah. one listening to this is like, oh, her life is so great and so perfect. And no, it's not. There are days where those things do not go as planned. This is just kind of our overarching theme of how we make this work. I mean, get back to your original, how do you do it all? Mm -hmm. We don't do it all. You know, we have these systems and boundaries in place and then we are free to pursue it. We've prayed, we've planned, and now we're pursuing exactly what it is that God has for us. And then we pursue it with peace. We pursue it with joy. We pursue it with contentment and not with all the yucky stuff, you know, that can sometimes be attached to it. 
Well, you just gave us the cliff note version of the book that you could write. (laughs) (laughs) With all the time I have. I know, I know, you know. But but you definitely could. I hear a whole message in this, the pray, plan, and pursue. Because yeah. I'm over here taking notes, not just so I can ask you about questions, but because I'm like, ooh, this is good. I need to. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, the the interviews are for me first, and then my yeah. listeners get to be to get to get blessed too. I love that. I'm a big systems person too, and it's yeah. funny though. I'm not naturally wired that way. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to have known me when I was younger. You would not have, I never had a system. I never owned a calendar, anything. (laughs) Now, then once you become a mom and a multi-passionate business owner and all these things, I was forced to learn to do Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. I'm also a paper calendar girl because I just need to see things. Like I need to handwrite it. I need to see it. I need to check it off. Um, But one thing I love that you said, you, you, you made the statement and you may not have even recognized you said it, you said it's a system that works. Mm -hmm. And so I think it goes back to, again, every individual, their personality, their family, what system works for you? Because this is where we get into trouble. We think, well, systems don't work for me because I tried to adopt your system. Exactly. And it's like, well, okay, if laundry day on a certain day doesn't work, then what system does work for you? A little bit each day. You know, everybody has something that works for them. Yeah. Um, and if that means like, you know, hiring outside help, there's yes, nothing wrong with that, exactly. right? So what works for you may not yeah. work for someone else. Yeah. If it means exchanging babysitting services with a friend because you maybe can't afford a nanny, yeah. there's ways to work around it, especially when you live this multi-passionate life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I also love that you brought up boundaries. Again, that could have probably been an entire <laughs> episode, but I'm the same way. I have blocks of time that yep. are dedicated for stuff. And when people ask me if I can do it outside of that time, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yep. It's a no. Which is why it took forever for us to get something scheduled to even do this. It's because we both are like that. And that's okay. Eventually Mm -hmm. it happened. Yeah. And that's also another reason I love you. I love to have friends who think the same way because then you don't get offended at each other when you give each other the no. You're like, okay, like we'll keep trying, you know. (laughs) Even if it's two months out, we're going to do this. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? I honor that in you and you honor it in me. We don't ask each other to break boundaries for each other, you know, and that's that's good. I think that's really important that we need to also do maybe a little better job as women you know with our other friends like not expecting them to give up family night or to something that's important to them um for you yep yeah so okay this has been amazing i would love to know first of all where can listeners connect with you um, you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at Karen Harmon 360 360 okay. and then on my website at KarenHarmon360.com. Um, and then what does that stand for, the 360 on the end? You know, it's because there's a lot of Karen Harmons in the world. Okay. There's no significance <laughs> no, for you. no, the 360 came because it was, again, this worldview concept. And mm-hmm. this happened like years ago, seven or eight years ago, where it was like I felt like I was this one person in the middle, but I had all these little spokes coming out of me, like different areas, whether it was marriage, parenthood, motherhood, business ownership, worship leading, writing, speaking. And I just, this visual of like everything kind of come out at me and I drew this circle and it was like, okay, seeing everything through the lens of who God has called me to be and living and living and leading fully in all of my many roles. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. So I was like, we're just going to ask you live in front of the listeners. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's been a while since I've thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. And then do you have any, just one final word of encouragement to the listeners today? 
Yeah. I mean, I think if women are listening, one, um, don't feel like you're behind. You know, I think sometimes we can listen to this. And if the Lord has called you into space to be at home um, and to be a homemaker and to be a stay-at-home mom, and that is your focus, I think that's amazing because that is your lane and that is your season. If you're in the throes of early motherhood and it feels like the diapers and the wipes and the feedings and are just endless and you feel like you're stuck in mommy jail, it's just a season and that too will come to an end at some point, especially those of us that are about to kind of kick some people out of the nest. <laughs> it happens fast, but just to enjoy the moment where you're at. He has not forsaken or forgotten your dreams. He has not forsaken or forgotten the callings on your life. Seasons come and they go. Um, they ebb and they flow. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He believes in you. You know, his promises are yes and amen. His promises are faithful. Um, and to maintain that hope, um, Romans 15, 13 is a great verse. Isaiah 26, 3. Um, I think it's Hebrews 10, 23, all of those just kind of encourage us. You know, you've given us perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Amen. I received that too. <laughs> thank you. Well, Karen, thank you again for taking time to come on today. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show where we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps you can implement into your life right now. Well, Karen did a great job of infusing our conversation with many practical tips. I hope you're able to take notes. You might want to rewind hit that little 15 second reverse button and take some notes on the things that she mentioned. And I know you got so much out of that. So here's what I want to do today then in this segment. Because we are currently wrapping up summer, we're coming into a new season and a new school year, and I know not all of you have kids, you know, that you sent off to school today, but I feel like even if you aren't somebody who does the whole back to school thing, every season just brings change and it brings a new opportunity to kind of pause and take a look at what we've been doing and ask God and really determine is what we've been doing what we're supposed to continue doing in the next season. So I want to walk you through a simple process that I usually do at least a few times a year. I've done it with several of my clients. And here's the thing. God often gives us grace to do something in one season, but we must give space to seek him for new seasons. So that's what I want to do today. I'm going to give you that gift of uh, creating space to just kind of pause and take a look at your schedule and figure out what needs to stay, what needs to go and everything in between. All right, so here we go. Uh, if you are able to take notes as you're listening, great. If not, I would suggest to you listen and then try to do it on your own. And if you get hung up at all, you you know can just mark wherever this was. That's what I do when I'm listening to something. I kind of just look at the timestamp and see, oh, okay, it was about this minute mark. Go back and re-listen to that part of it. All right, so how to discern what stays and what goes in our lives as we enter into a new season. The first thing is get out a piece of paper or a dry erase board. I want it to be something where you use your hand. I, I prefer hand here over electronic. And I want you to write every single thing that you're committed to in the coming months on that piece of paper or that dry erase board. Now, I know this can be slightly scary. I remember the first time I did this, I, I was kind of embarrassed about the number of things that were on my plate. It was like, whoa, that's a lot. Um, that's just, it's a lot. So just do it though, anything that comes to mind. And really also try to think of the day-to-day -to -day too. Not so much 
you know, if it's a one-time event, unless that one-time event's going to take a lot of extra energy throughout your week, but just put it, whatever comes to your brain. I'm going to stop micromanaging you on this and just tell you whatever comes to your brain, put it on that piece of paper. Next, circle the items that are on that paper that are non-negotiables. So for example, family fun night, if you have something like that on there, or date night with your husband, like whatever those types of things that are on there that, that make it onto your calendar, circle the ones that you just say, oh yeah, I'm for sure doing this one. I'm for sure going to continue being a therapist in this next season. I'm for sure going to continue wherever I'm at. Like just the things that you know are for sure yeses, circle those things. Next, I want you to cross out anything that you could either delegate to somebody else or you simply do not feel peace to continue doing. And then make a plan to exit that commitment graciously and with excellence. I think where we get into trouble sometimes is we start to feel the tug at our heart to let go of something or to step down from something. And as women, we have a really hard time stepping down. We don't like to disappoint people. We don't want to miss out. You might even still enjoy that thing. But if God asks us to step down from something, we have to be obedient to that. But often what happens is we resist and then it gets to this awkward, weird tension space that when you do finally step down from that thing, the step down is not very pretty. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. It's like you almost get forced to step down or you end up having to leave in like a rush because it just things get toxic and get heavy and then it's just a forced quit. So be proactive. And when the Lord starts to put on your heart that there's an area of your life that you need to step down from, just say yes, sir, and do it. And I'm telling you this from a voice of experience, not from up on a soapbox. All right. Then after that, after you've circled the items that are non-negotiable, if you've crossed out anything that you know that needs to go off of your plate for that season, if anything remains, these are the things. If something wasn't circled, wasn't crossed out, you're kind of still not sure. These are the things then you need to seek prayer and wise counsel on. Uh, if you're married, you know, talk with your spouse about this. Again, if there's any hesitancy, I just love to go to the Lord and say, Lord, what is it that's making me feel hesitant? Is it that I know I need to step down from it, but I, I'm scared to? Or is it that I'm trying to carry the burden in my own strength and trying to do things in my own strength? I cannot accomplish anything. And so just get with him. Let him show you what that's about. Now, remember, when we follow God's lead, we don't have to fear missing an opportunity. If God wants us to do something, he is more than able to bring that opportunity back around at a time that fits our schedule. Because I think that's a trap a lot of us fall into. We get afraid. We get you know invited to do something that we think would be really cool, but we know we don't have the capacity in that season, or we just even didn't have a piece to give a yes, but we want to give a yes because we really wanted to do the thing. I just want to encourage you, rest in knowing that the Lord is full of opportunities. We serve a great big God. And if it's a no for now, it doesn't mean a no forever. All right, I'm gonna say a quick prayer over us and then I have one more word of encouragement for you. So Father, I thank you for every single person sitting under the sound of my voice. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of direction. You're a God of peace, provision. You give us wise counsel. 
So I pray that as we sit and we really just consecrate this next season to you, we give it to you, that you give us wisdom on the things in which you have anointed us to do in this next season. Help us to be brave enough to lay things down when you ask us to lay them down. Help us to stay humble in a posture that recognizes we can't do any of these things without you working through us. I just pray blessings over every single listener. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Okay, and I felt like just in my spirit that I have a word for someone today. You were tempted when you're doing this list thing, you were tempted to add something to that list that we made, but you didn't actually out of fear of failure. And God is saying that the time is now. Move forward in faith. I don't know who that was for, but if it was you, I pray you receive it. I also want to encourage you all to download the worksheet that I've created to help you overcome whatever is holding you back from pursuing that dream in your heart. You can download that at rachelgilbert.com forward slash overcome fear. Well, my friend, I pray this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.